0: What is the deepest position group on the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I got a candidate for you today. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SCOWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. Now, if you could go down below, click like click subscribe, heck, even ring the bell. That'll help me keep more Minnesota sports content on the interwebs. Let's get started. In my opening, I handed on the fact that I might be talking about the deepest position group on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not kidding, folks. The wide receiver core may be the deepest position group on the Minnesota Vikings roster. I think it might be as... The deepest receiver core we've had since the 98-99 seasons, back when we were three deep, led by Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Now, I'm not doing in too much of a particular order. You can, I'm, talk, I'm talking about maybe the uh, the guys you don't know as much first, leading up to the guys you do know. Uh, the first guy I'm gonna talk about is Tristan Jackson. Now I, I've watched video on these guys, so but I you don't know much about them. I don't know much about them, so it's good to read their write-ups. And I'll do that on the air. I'm gonna only do that for the guys you really don't know. Tristan Jackson, height six one, weight 191 pounds, arms 32 and a half inches, hands nine and three-quarters. Pretty good size, hands, arms, pretty average. 6'1, decent height for a receiver. College you went to was Syracuse, age 24 currently. He ran the 40-yard dash and a 4.5, a broad jump of 117, close to 10 feet. Vertical 36 inches. Pretty good. Now, Tristan, Tristan, sorry. Jackson signed with the Los Angeles Rams after going undrafted out of Syracuse in 2020. Jackson spent the entire year on the active 53-man roster, but did not participate during the season. The West Bloomfield, Michigan native transferred from Michigan State to Syracuse in 2018, and in 13 games for the Orange, he caught 69 passes for 1,050 yards and 12 touchdowns. Jackson's most notable season at Syracuse came during his junior season when he set the record for the most receiving yards. Recorded by a junior, 1,023 in program history. In 2019, Jackson was also named to the All-ACC second team. Ranking 6th in the conference in receiving yards, 5th in yards per catch, 15.5 yards. And 5th in receiving yards per game, 85.3. Jackson is a cousin with former Cleveland Browns and New York Jets wide receiver Braylon Edwards. Now, Tristan Jackson did have an impressive season at Syracuse. I always worry about the level of competition um, in the conference. So it's hard to judge. And that's probably why he went undrafted because he did have decent speed, decent size, decent athletic traits. Why didn't he get drafted? Now I'm going to tell you, he's talented enough to play in the NFL. And there's a, potential that he could you know fit on someone's practice squad and and get into a game when there was injuries it's very the potential is there the videos I saw is that he he was he was he could catch with his hands he the body control wasn't nearly as good as you'd want it to be. I don't think his route running was crisp. I think he just was used to being better than the other team on the field when he was playing as last year at Syracuse. So, Tristan Jackson, there is, he's got a good, I mean, he's got a confident attitude. He actually was doing how I'm going to make the NFL type videos and had a sponsor and everything before the draft, and then went undrafted. So unfortunately, that venture didn't work out uh, for him. He really he really has confidence. Let's just put it that way. And that might serve him well. Hopefully, his work ethic might match his confidence. That's uh, Tristan Jackson. Another guy, Blake Prohl. He has two years experience, height 6'1", age 23, College East Carolina weighed 190 pounds. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4.47. His bench was 12. Broad jump, 126, 10.5 feet. 4.06 three cone drill, seven even. Oh, sorry, uh, four. Uh, I got this little messed up. So he got the three cone drill is seven and his shuttle is four oh six. So vertical thirty six inches. So his measurables on his on his um, on his athletic ability are pretty good. I don't have a spider chart on him, but I think that he's gonna be above average percentile in all those categories. Honestly, including the bench. How many receivers do you know go compete on the bench at the combine? Probably guys that played for smaller schools, and he did play for East Carolina. Now, here's a little bit of his write-up. Started 22 of the 31 games he played at ECU, hauling in 130 catches for 1,576 yards and 9 touchdowns. Not a lot of production. Probably didn't throw the ball a whole lot at East Carolina, honestly. Averaged 12.1 yards per carry over his career with 16 going for 20-plus yards. If you looked at the um, quarterback's arm at East Carolina that he played with, you would not doubt that he's not going to have a whole lot of production. Capped career with a 24-game streak with a catch. Uh, led ECU with 577 yards and 47 catches and four TDs as a junior. In nine-game season with seven starts in 2020, and had a career-best 182 yards and 13 catches versus two lanes catches, 182 yards in one game. That was a lot of the chunk of his stats, but that shows you what he's capable of. Had 11 catches against Georgia State in 2020, along with blocking a punt and returning for a TD in the game. Actually, it was a pretty amazing block. So um, it kind of reminds you what how Thielen broke onto the scene when he blocked that punt for a touchdown early in his career with the Vikings. Uh, not saying he's um, Adam Thielen, but he, the play kind of reminds you of that it's pretty neat that they would have that in common led led the team as a sophomore in 2019 with 54 catches and 4 TDs ranking 3rd on the pirate crew with 670 yards posting 100 plus yards in old dominion and cincinnati bounced back from missing 2017 due to injury with 29 catches 339 339 or sorry 329 yards and 1 TD in 2018 had 14 TDs on 80 catches with a 1,424 yards during prep career at Providence. So he's an outstanding a high school athlete with 12 of the TDs as a senior on 52 catches with 1,016 yards. Prohl is the son of former NFL wide receiver Ricky prol who had 669 catches for 8,878 yards and 54 TDs with the six clubs, winning Super Bowl titles with St. Louis. In 1999 in Indianapolis in 2006. So this, this guy has bloodlines. Brother Austin played at North Carolina and is currently with the LA Chargers. Austin broke on broke into the NFL in 2018 with Buffalo. And Prol earned a degree in ECU in December of 2020 in communications. Now, I'm talking about Blake Prohl. Watching his college video... The, pr- the production wasn't there that's why he's not drafted. The athleticism is and I know I know we thought enough of him to where we kept him on the roster and put him on the you know I believe we had him on the practice squad la most of last year um, never got called up never has not played in an NFL game yet but looking at his college video, he has a lot of body control. He has great leaping ability, and he's got great hands. Well, he's got 30-inch vertical, but you can tell that, you know, it shows. He uses that to his ability. He's made several, in college, several spectacular catches. So you get to see that with Blake Prohl. So he has the athleticism. I believe he he can play in the NFL, and especially... When teams are going four wide now, always having three receivers on the field, there's a there's a place for a Blake Pro in the NFL. I I think even more more so than uh, Tristan Jackson. I just think he has more qualities. Of the fact that I believe he has more body control. I believe he's a better route runner. I believe he's just a uh, more football savvy and can uh, he makes uh, pretty spectacular catches. So that. That, my friends, was Blake Prohl. Myron Mitchell, who's UD, a UDFA, UDFA for the Vikings experience, with one year so far, height 6'1", age 23, weighed 185 pounds, college UAB, practice squad suited up for one game. He earned honorable mention, all-conference USA as a junior and senior, garnering honors as a wide receiver and kick returner in 2020. Transferred to UAB in 2018 after spending 2016 and 17 at Butler Community College in Kansas. Helped UAB win the Conference USA title in COVID shortened 2020 season with a win over Marshall on their home field in the title game, ending the season with a 6 3 mark. UAB was slated to face South Carolina in 2020, Gasparilla Bowl, but the game was canceled. Blazers went 9 5 in 2019. Failing to fall into Florida Atlantic in the Conference USA Championship game and lost to New Orleans in the Appala- to Appalachian State. As junior in 2019, he scored four receiving TDs and won on a 98 yard kick return versus Alabama State in the season op- opener, his first game for UAB. Held Butler rank as, a, as high as number seven nationally in 2017. Going 8 and 3 that season and 7 to 5 in 2016, averaged over 16 yards per catch as a senior at Jasper, Alabama, with 11 TDs to rank as the number 49 player in the state by max prep. Played for Jasper High Vikings and same mascot as in the NFL. So, Myron Mitchell actually was thought well enough that we brought him up for one game. Now, I can see why we have him on the roster. Again, decent size. He is a, a little fire plug. Um, he's not literally 6'1, but he's a pretty fire plug, very active. Um, I believe he runs good routes, much like Prol does. I think he usually utilizes in the slot fast enough for the outside hands, uses his hands. It is amazing that he. Got a lot of 50-50 balls, yet I see video of him coming down with the ball in crowds, which is, you wouldn't think that, but honestly, he, you know, amazing. You know, I'm not saying amazing, but the videos I saw of him coming down with balls in crowds led me to believe that I can see why the Vikings kept him around and even gave him a shot, even though I think he only saw the field on a couple of snaps, um, if at all. It showed his... um. I don't. I can't tell you how many plays. Couldn't tell by how you know what they said about as far as his playing time percentage was. It was like two percent. Um, so in that game, so it was not much to talk about. But there is an opportunity to make this team on special teams as a punt returner, especially kick returner Kenny and Nawangu may have that down pat right now. Who knows? But if we need a uh, someone to fill in. In a tight spot, I believe a Myron Mitchell might be valuable enough that they will keep them on the try to keep them on the practice squad again. He'll have every opportunity in the preseason, but you know the starters don't play that much anymore with the three games. So Myron Mitchell will probably be getting a lot of playing time. You'll get to see what he can do. Now, Thomas Hennigan. Is another receiver experience. He's a rookie. So UDFA. Height 6'1, age 23, weight 210 pounds, college Appalachian State. Now, this is just a looking at game tape at Appalachian State. It has to be the level of competition because he looked dominant playing for Appalachian State. But his measurables. Did not come out well. I was watching the Twins game. It just came on in my ear. (laughs) So I just muted it. So his 40 time is a 4.71. Vertical jump 33 inches. Broad jump 9.5 feet. 20 yard shuttle 4.28. Cone drill 7.21. Arm length 31 inches. Bench 12. Vertical 33. So, of the receivers that I've talked about so far, he has the less, least of the athletic ability. However, he is a 210-pound receiver. Might be a little heavier than that. I think that if he if he was able to thin up a little bit, it would improve his speed because he's a football player. If you look at him, he is a football player. He's a very cocky football player. I think he's probably got used to dominating in high school and then he goes to Appalachian State playing in small college and he dominated there. So if you he's fun to watch. If you like to if you like football and you can appreciate football out of the out of the players I just mentioned, his was the most fun to watch. Um but again, being realistic, the competition wasn't there. Now, here's a little write-up for him. College stats set school record for career catches, 242. It's impressive and ranks second in Mountaineer history for receiving yards, 3,124, and fourth in receiving touchdowns, 23. Set FBS record of 65 games started and tied for school record of 66 games played thanks to eligi- eligibility extended by the NCAA to super seniors. I'm starting to understand that you can play five years of college now. Returned 22 kickoffs, a total of 464 yards, 21.1 average. Not the greatest there. Returned 64 punts, a total of 400, 487 yards, one touchdown. Snagged an interception in 2018. When used as a defensive back during a hail mary attempt by Troy. Now I I like Thomas Hennigan. He is a pro, he's a long shot, very big long shot to make the team, even to make the practice squad. But his height's there. He's a different player. Kind of reminds me of Jordy Nelson, maybe a little shorter. Obviously not as fast, not as good, not as big, you know, great at hands, not as good at route running. But looking at him reminds me a little bit of Jordy Nelson. If you're, I know you're, you've seen Jordy Nelson play. If you're a Vikings fan, because he was with the Packers. But I'm not comparing him talent-wise. Just looking at him, it would be like if. Uh, you know, Jordy, Jordy Nelson played in the Appalachian, um, played for Appalachian State. He would cream those guys, even worse than Thomas Hennigan would. But uh, that's what he looks like when he's playing a weaker competition. That reminds me of uh, when we drafted that German receiver uh, in the fifth round a few years back, and uh, he didn't do anything in the league, but... When he saw him play, he looked like Randy Moss in the German League. He was crazy. It looked cra- he looked crazy productive. And that's when you're looking at Thomas Hennigan and he's playing for Appalachian State. He looks like a man among boys playing there. Uh, Dan Chesina, don't need to talk a whole lot about him. You know his story. He was a he was a college sprinter, decided to go out for the football team, was on the was on their reserve practice team. Made the team. Uh, ended up playing a lot of special teams. Didn't play a lot uh, of snaps. Uh, he's in this. He's had three years of experience. His height is 6'3". Age twenty five. He's weight two hundred three pounds. Played at Penn State. He ran a forty time of four three two. Now he's gonna have every opportunity to make the team too. I think. I think uh, it's a little more difficult this year because it is very possible that we need as many receivers on the field as we can. So if we keep six receivers, which I think we will, I think the news that came out that we were going to try to go more up-tempo, and if you've watched Minnesota Vikings games, and when we decided to go up-tempo with Kirk Cousins, we moved the ball down the field. And if we're going to do that for like a whole game or a whole half, or just sporadically, you know, five to six um, drives a game, we're going to need more receivers. But that also means we're going to need ones that can catch the ball. Now, Dan Chesina is a little lacking in that. He doesn't have a whole lot of tape to look at to see him catching a ball. I I don't know if I've ever seen him catch a ball, but I am I could go look. But Dan Chesina is... You know his first his first year in special teams, uh, he made a name for himself. He's still good at it. He's our gunner. He's fast as hell. He's big, which gives him that advantage of bringing um, ball carriers down when they on on special teams. So I like Dan Chisina, but is there a place for him on this team with our new outlook on offense? We'll see, and it kind of depends on if Dalvin Cook plays a lot uh, outside in bunch formations, which he's starting to line up as, that we maybe only need five receivers and a Chesina. So there's there's some thought there. We'll see. Now, B.C. Johnson, you heard his story. Um, you know, he was a seventh-round draft pick. It's his fourth year this year. is It's his contract year. He got, he, um 2020, he started out as our second receiver over Justin Jefferson. I was screaming to get Justin Jefferson in there. BC Johnson can be your third receiver. Finally, I get listened to. Yeah, they listened to me. But, anyways, we, we Justin Jefferson took off. So did our offense. We still had a horrible season because our defense couldn't stop anybody. But BC Johnson was coming in. To, it wasn't going to be, he was probably going to be our third receiver coming into 2021 and him getting injured in Kansas on the Kansas City preseason game led to KJ Osborne getting his opportunity to break out. BC Johnson is back, recovered. He is a solid football player. I personally feel like he makes the team, but he has a he has a, and I think they have all the confidence in him and Kirk Cousins in his last interview. Talked about BC Johnson and how much he respects him as a as a receiver. So I think he's got a good inside track on making the team. He just got to prove himself. This is a deep receiver core, a lot of opportunity. Now my last video was on Jalen Naylor, so watch that video and you'll get my complete breakdown of Jalen Naylor. Here's a little tidbit: Michigan State, and uh, he. He bowled out for Michigan State, man. My comp to him is I thought he played a lot like Golden Tate. Uh, If you uh, remember Diggs coming in from Maryland, he had a lot of injuries throughout his career, so there wasn't a lot of production. I think he was all-conference as a kick returner, Stefan Diggs. And uh, he played well in spurts when he wasn't injured. And you could see the talent but he was and he was pretty explosive, great hands, great route running, speed. Fell the fifth round. We got a steal when we got Diggs. We didn't start him. We didn't even have him on the fit. we didn't even have him on the game day roster. I, I think until like week 3 or something his rookie year. So a lot of a lot, now now that we do not have Zimmer, we may not have that problem anymore. Just like we didn't start Justin Jefferson in week 20, 2020. That's been my biggest complaint, uh, Zimmer in the past is that he didn't play rookies. Don't play him no matter how good they are. He wouldn't have played Randy Moss. Um the yeah, it just or or Adrian Peterson. In fact, Adrian Peterson didn't start the uh first couple games of the season. We go eight and eight, don't make the playoffs. So I don't know what's with Previous Viking head coaches that didn't like to play rookies. Well, Jalen Naylor was not going to have that problem. He, Much like Diggs, he was a return guy. I think this guy's nineteen twenty 19, 20 yards per punt return. Yes, punt returns. Imagine if we get 15 yards a punt returner. Hell, even 12 out of this guy. And that punt return job is open. Open for business, and Jalen Naylor can make a name for himself as the punt returner. His nickname is Speedy. He's been clocked in 439, I believe. However, at the combine, he was 447. The video I saw, he was 447. Now, he's a good route runner, great body control, and catches with his hands. His hands were like nine even. Uh, But Jalen Naylor... You do not see a lot of jump balls, but he has a 38-inch vertical. Again, I'm talking more than I thought I would about Jalen Naylor. I like him that much. I called him our I, in our my live video on Sunday that I haven't been able to uh, post yet. I went live with a Purple Pocket podcast. And uh, I talked about Jalen Naylor being my steal the Minnesota Vikings picked in the uh, sixth round. So go look at him. Just go look on the video. You'll fall in love with him like I did, hopefully. Jalen Naylor, out of Michigan State, wide receiver. Amir Smith Marset, experienced two years, height 6'1", age twenty two, weight one hundred eighty five, college Iowa, forty yards, uh, forty yard dash four four three, jumping, broad jump one hundred twenty four, so ten and like a quarter a third. Shuttle, 4'10", pretty good. Three cones, seven even. Vertical, 37 inches. Last year, he recorded five receptions for 116 yards, 23.2 yards per catch. Wow. Averaged two TDs. So, most of that came in the last game against the Bears, if you remember. Yeah, he played an amazing game. He was the biggest reason we came back and won that game. He He got a chance to shine. I think he's got every chance and I'll talk about who I think some various who I think does what at the end of this, but I'm looking for Amir Smith-Marset obviously to make the team and to play a lot, especially since we go on 11 personnel, most likely, where we'll have three receivers on the field all the time and even go to four and just do various things, putting guys in motion. I think Amir Marset, a uh, Smith Marset can play outside. He has special teams ability. He was very, um, very good at kick returns. You don't see much of the punt returns, but he'll get every opportunity to uh, compete at special teams. But I think Amir Smith Marset is got a solid spot on the team. And I think it's been written that the, the, the Vikings didn't feel like they needed to draft a receiver so high. I've, Talked about Jameson Williams so so much. Did a whole video on uh, college receivers, saying, "Hey, it's a po- uh, on certain college receivers, it would have been a potential pick at 12. And what do you know? He was picked at twelve, but he went to the Lions. Um, I I had figured we'd trade out anyways, and we wouldn't be able to get him, or he wouldn't even get to us. But that was what I thought of Jameson Williams. But but the Vikings, I believe, thought so much of Amir Smith-Marset, that they didn't worry about drafting a receiver high. They didn't want to waste the capital on that because they felt like they got a, a budding star waiting to happen that our previous coaching staff didn't even bother to tap in. Uh, he was uh, This is college named Big Ten Dwight Return Specialist of the Year in 2018 and first team old Big Ten Return Specialist by the media. Scored on a 98-95 yard kick return during his Iowa career. Off the field, he majored in sports recreation management, interested in helping charities and benefit the homeless. Um, you won't hear a whole lot about his college production, but his, his uh, highlight videos are amazing. He is a very good player. He's fast, athletic, catches with his hands. He's a deep threat. I think he can play the slot. I like the fact that most of our receivers are above 6'1", except for Jalen Naylor. He's only 5'11". But Amir Smith-Marset, big-time player uh, for us this coming year. K.J. Osborne, obviously is our breakout season. Had an absolutely dismal rookie year, but he was on the team. He, he, He proved himself in camp, and they gave him the opportunity, and he was outstanding became our third receiver. I think he had over 600 yards. So enough said about KJ Osborne. He's a lock. Great player. Adam Thielen, hopefully come, coming off of a, a little bit of an injury-plagued season. We'd love to see him stay healthy, man. He has the hands. He's route running. He just, he's a tough, he just, he's always open. This man is always open. I thought the same about Diggs. Those two guys were amazing. Another guy that never got to see the field until, like, year three. And the only reason he did is because Stefan Diggs finally came back or finally got to get on the field, had a a couple 100-yard games in a row, and then he gets hurt, and Adam Thielen takes his place. And what do you know? Adam Thielen had 100 yards. Then we finally had the duo of Diggs and Thielen. And, you know, obviously we went to the NFC title game 2017. But who knows if Adam Thielen would ever happen, man, if it digs, didn't get hurt. But that's Adam Thielen. Obviously, love the guy, one of my favorite all-time Vikings. I uh, just want to see the guy retire a Viking with a ring, man, Adam Thielen. And obviously, the number one guy, the guy I say who's going to be the best receiver on the Vikings, obviously, or I'd be stupid, is Justin Jefferson. Just man, man has it all. I hope it, I, he was like the, the main show at the, at the Pro Bowl. Um, everybody was, he's got a net, a world craze of the, the get gritty. Um, everybody is doing it. They were doing it at the Pro Bowl. Um, he's, TikToks. You see that all the time. Just everywhere is the gritty. I just, he's a trendsetter, uh, He's uh looking really flashy with the diamond-crusted grill that he's got now. <laughs> I hope none of this is going to his head. I don't think it will. I think he wants to be great. The only issue we have is guys like Christian Kirk getting 20 million, Diggs getting 25. All these guys are going to get paid 25 million or more and that's a year from now. Justin Jefferson is in his third year. You're able to extend a a contract after year three. So Justin Jefferson, he'll be getting paid. We're going to be, I am so worried about, you know, if we have to pay him 30 million, let's say $30 million. I don't doubt that he's going to command that after this year. And we're paying in the cap hit next year for cousins is 40. Let's say we work, uh, just Justin Jefferson's contract to be 20 million next year for the cap hit because we will probably give him a signing bonus, which we can divert over future years. Let's say we get his cap hit to 20 million next year after he gets an extension. We got Kirk Cousins at 40 on the cap hit. We got we'll have Justin Jefferson at 20, so that's 60. Adam Thielen at 19 next year or 20 I forget what it is specifically but I know it's around 19 so that's 80 so we get 80 million on three offensive players man not to mention other guys Irv Smith Jr. that we're gonna have to pay Daniil Hunter's still not happy with his contract that's a lot of money I I think it's important that we did invest in in Layton Naylor um, maybe next year we might even have to invest a little, you know, an earlier pick on a receiver because Thielen's got, Thielen long in the tooth and getting paid too much uh, for his ability currently is because of his ability to be on the field. He'd be making, you know, the, he'd be worth every penny if he's able to play more games. Justin Jefferson, just they, they might be out of our out of our reach. Who knows? It all depends on. What we do with cousins, um, what we do do with extensions with Neil Hunter, it is uh, is uh, Harrison Smith going to be on the team? All these questions will be answered and thought out, but I really worry about Justin Jefferson being a Viking for more than three years. I hope so. My fan in me says I want him to go to the Hall of Fame as a Minnesota Viking. It really hurt when Diggs left, man. It really did. He wanted to go. I don't think Justin Jefferson wants to go. But there's a guy, there. his old quarterback's in Cincinnati and his old running mate's in Cincinnati. So there would be a lot. And they just went to the Super Bowl and lost, and, you know, unfortunately for them. But there's, I think, I'm sure he sees what's going on over there and is saying, hey, I could go play for them and I could go play for a long time with the same quarterback because, you, know, you know, with his third year, It'll be his third year this year. So, anyways, so Justin Jefferson obviously is great. I've um, got a little downer there. I'm a little, I'm a little worried, but I'm just gonna enjoy this season, enjoy Justin Jefferson one more year. Yeah, we, I'm sure we'll extend as a rookie contract. We could, if we don't do anything, we could keep the guy for five years, unless he holds out, and that's what I worry about. Uh, Justin Jefferson, best player. Of, of this group breakout year, I'm giving a uh, Amir Smith marset I think he'll be our fourth receiver, but he'll be on the field a lot. So I would not shock me that, um, you know, Justin Jefferson dominates with 14, 1500 yards if he stays healthy. Um, I'm going to give Adam Thielen like 800 yards. I, I wouldn't think uh, KJ Osborne could surpass Adam Thielen. Uh, just because of younger playing time, staying healthy, very potential. We could have uh, w- one of those guys break out. I think uh, most likely Adam Thielen would be the most likely to get 1,000 yards than KJ Osborne. But so after those three guys, there's going to be a guy getting 500, 600 yards, 40, you know, like 40 to 50 catches. And I believe that's going to be Amir Smith, marset My dark horse to make the team. You probably thought that already. Jalen Naylor, I think he's going to come in, make the team as a rookie. Will he start? Will he suit up every game? Maybe not. But I don't think he's going to be on the practice squad. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be on the fifty-three, and may occasionally not be on on the uh, practice squad. I think it depends on the game plan, and that's why I think a uh, Dan Chacina might. Uh, might be kept on the practice squad if he doesn't make the team. Uh, player and that leads me to this. Player to not make the team that was on it last year and I'm saying Dan Chasina just because of our up tempo offense they're talking about going four wide at receiver. That's a that's a disaster for ja- Dan Chasina. I don't see him making the being a reliable receiver. They don't they could probably just leave him wide open. Who knows? But Dan Chisina is, unfortunately, the guy I think that was out of this group, out of the group that made the team, will not make the team next year. But, um, so, Justin Jefferson, I think, makes the team, obviously. Uh, Adam Thielen makes the team. K.J. Osborne. Those are our top three receivers. Amir, Mar- Amir Smith-Marset's number four. Jalen Naylor edges out. B.C. Johnson's as our number five, but I do think B.C. Johnson makes the team. I think that's our top six. Those two may be interchangeable. They may go with B.C. because of his experience in the league over Jalen Naylor, but I'm saying Jalen Naylor is better, and that's why I got him a spot more. Do I think Jalen Naylor is better than Amir Smith-Marset? I think they're pretty close. I think Amir Smith-Marset edges them out. But that's why I think we're having the deepest receiving core since the late 90s, is because I think we got, I think we're going to have five, six guys we can trust. If our sixth guy used to be our number two, we got a deep receiving core. Is it the best in the league? Potentially, because Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I think you could still be one of the best in the league without Thielen and just Justin, Justin Jefferson. There's going to be a lot of there's a lot of talent on this team. A lot of good receivers that get good hands, run good routes, are explosive. I think we we we're going to solve all our special team issues on kick and punt return. We've already nailed down the kick return. I think punt return might be. I think we got good competition for that because of this class. Now, after I look at all the positions, I'll tell you if this is the deepest one. But right now, it's in the lead. It's my first video of it. So they're in the lead for the deepest deepest position group on the Minnesota Vikings. Now, that's it. That's Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm going to have a live show tomorrow over on Purple Podcast. Again, the Purple Pocket Podcast. Okay, the Purple Pocket Podcast. Uh, we're going Skull Live over there at 8 o'clock Eastern time, uh, 7 o'clock Central, tomorrow night. Now, again, this is Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at Skull World at MN Sports Podcast. I'll Talk to you later, man. Go, Skull Vikings. Let's go receivers. Have a great day.